This is Arab Talk on KPOO, San Francisco, 89.5 FM. It's Arab Talk with Jess and Jamal. This is Jess Khanem. And this is Jamal Dejani. Jamal, we have a great show today. We're very fortunate to have in studio with us Professor Rabab Abdelhadi, who is the founder of Ahmed at San Francisco State and the you know lead lead scientist actually in the uh, Ahmed program at San Francisco State and uh, international scholar probably arguably one of the foremost feminist scholars on Palestine in the world today and we're very fortunate to have uh, Professor Abdul Hadi with us today. Welcome to Arab Talk, uh, Professor Abdul Hadi. Thank you for having me. We have a lot of things to cover. This entire hour will be focusing on. Of course, your work in academia, but also a, a very major and very important uh, incident, which is really an attack on the First Amendment, an attack on your own persona, an attack on scholarship, and it's an attempt to silence Palestinian scholars and, and, and anyone who really criticizes uh, the state of Israel. Uh, and I just want to summarize a little bit for those who are listening to us. Uh, uh, I know it's been about maybe a little bit over two we- uh, than two weeks now. Uh, San Francisco State University and and yourself, uh, Professor Rabab Abdelhadi, filed separate motions asking a federal judge to dismiss a frivolous and bogus lawsuit by the Lawfare Project. Uh, an organization that advocates the use of the law as a weapon of war, which is, uh, this is unheard of, against critics of Israel. The uh, lawsuit, from what I read, my understanding, and then we'll have you talk about it, it's full of inaccuracies and outright falsehoods. The lawsuits named several university administrators and and Dr. Abdel Hadi as defendants. It's really... Really, really what, I mean, it boils down to is the First Amendment. We want our listeners first to get some background. A, maybe you should tell our listeners a little bit about Ahmed. Yes. And then first. how did this, uh, Snowball. you know, snowballed into this lawsuit, this frivolous lawsuit? Yes. Well, I would be, thank you so much for having me. Uh, this is really important discussion, not just only for um, uh, advocates for justice in Palestine and scholarship on Palestine, but also scholarship on Arab and Muslim communities and scholarship on marginalized communities anywhere in the United States and anywhere in the world. The Ahmed Studies Program, which stands for the Arab and Muslim Ethnicities and Diaspora Studies, uh, was started in 2007 when I was hired. I was recruited by San Francisco State University to come and set up a program uh, as a result of a 2002 task force in which many members of community, including yourselves and many others, have participated. And this was a presidential task force set up by President Robert Corrigan at the time at San Francisco State in order to deal with uh, climate, uh, climate issues around the, uh, the community. And the task force, among the recommendations it, uh, it uh, made, was one recommendation to hire a senior faculty member who would mentor uh, Arab, Muslim, and Palestinian students and would set up an educational academic program curriculum in order to teach the students and also educate the university community. And uh, from 2002, the task force, until 2005, I don't know what was going on at San Francisco State, but I do know in 2005 I was approached uh, by Dean Ken Montero, who was the interim dean for the College of Ethnic Studies, asking me if we could have a conversation about the Ahmed, uh, about these 
issues. And so we had a conversation. He asked for my view about what could happen. And so at the time, I was the director of the Center for Arab American Studies at University of Michigan, Dearborn. And we were making a lot of noise. We were creating a lot of uh, critical scholarship, cutting edge, bringing Arab American scholars, scholars from other parts of the world to discuss this. And it was really important because Michigan is Arab Mecca. Dearborn right. is Arab Mecca. Right. And so we had this conversation. And I gave him my opinion about what would what could happen, what the program would want, and so on. And I hadn't even seen in the ad and then he said at, the, at one point said to me would you consider applying and I said I don't I haven't thought about it but yeah I think I would apply but if for me to come to San Francisco State I'm not going to come by myself I don't believe in tokenism I don't believe in being one faculty member we need to have a critical mass and uh, he asked me what would it take he said there is 12 faculty members that need to be stewarded at San Francisco State and this would be the program and I said yes but uh, I would need critical mass with me people who would hire and at the time I asked for three faculty members and finally through negotiations of six months we settled on two faculty members in addition to myself that would be hired and it was written in my contract was written in my memorandum of understanding and uh, on the basis of that I came to San Francisco State there were promises yes right but it's important for our listeners to know Professor Abdul Hadi you were actively recruited yes. to leave a very prominent position yes. at the University of Michigan to come and yes. lead not to lead a program, to develop yes. a program and yes. to lead a program, right. yes. you were actively recruited. Yes, I was actively recruited. This is Actually, a very important point. I was approached, I was looking at the emails the other day. I was approached in the fall of 2005 and I was negotiating throughout 2006. I was made it uh, to the short list. I was brought to San Francisco in, uh, I think, March for an interview. And then I was brought in for a second interview <laughs> and another interview with the president and the provost. I guess I was being vetted over other people. And it was a very interesting interview. We can also talk about the details if we had time, but I think we also have other things we want yeah, to talk and, about. And I should but add yeah. also the community supported yes. you and the com community uh, explicitly uh, delivered a strong me message yes. to uh, President Go uh, former President Corrigan at the time. Uh, that they needed you and they needed this program. I mean, yes. this is really yes. important. You you did not come here no. just because San Francisco State University no, no, decided no. all of a sudden no, no. To, to start this program. And actually, when I came, before I came to the interview, I have been talking to community members. I had already known many community That's members right. in San Francisco Bay Area because I was one of the co-founders of the Palestine Solidarity Committee. And we used to meet every four months in San Francisco in the Mission District. Right. And so for me, I I had already known people right. and so to me it was like coming home it was yes. being part of my community uh, and San Francisco State historically had the mission of social justice right. and San Francisco State is known for the spirit of 68 for the 1968 students strike right. the longest strike so the connection between university and community was exactly the kind of work that I was very excited about and I remember actually Dean Montero asking me saying that the position will be maybe in the humanities maybe in the socials in the, in the college of ethnic studies I said for ethnic studies I will come to San Francisco State if San Francisco State is willing to put a critical mass, to give it support, to fund the program, to make sure that the program is viable. If the program is not going to be viable, then I'll stay where I am. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so for that, I was actually quite excited. And I was talking. Remember, just we were having a lot of conversations before. Many. And I also came and spoke at Al-Auda National Co um, Conference. I was one of the keynotes in June uh, 2006, which was attacked by the same people who were attacking me and That's attacking right. the Al-Auda program. So there was all this organic. One of the things that was very exciting was this organic 
organic thing. And a lot of people in the community and people at the university and students were excited and were thinking that San Francisco State was turning a leaf over the hostility right. and the aggression and That's the sanctioning right. of GOPS in 2002 and all the pro-Zionist stuff that was going on at San Francisco State. So this was going to be a new thing. And at this time also, remember, the students were also fighting for the mural, mm -hmm. for the Palestinian cultural mural honoring the late Professor Edward Said. So this was one of the things. And I remember at the reception, I stood and said, and we will have a mural. Mm -hmm. I remember and that. I remember I was called afterwards <laughs> uh, by the provost at the time, who was extremely supportive, John Gemello, very nice, very nice guy, very supportive. And I said, I'll come with the dean. And he said to me, no, I think you well, let's have a conversation. I thought I want, I'm sorry. Yeah, go I want to yeah. fast mm -hmm. forward yeah, yeah. and jump into the, into the crux of the issue, right. which is the lawsuit. And then we, I want to go back to, to, to the harassment. That Let you, me just, you, can I just finish There's about that? I want to say something about the program because I think our program is quite exciting. Absolutely. And I think, this is, I think this is part of reason, the reasons why we were being attacked. The program, the Ahmed Sadis program, I'm really proud of it. I'm proud of it. And the Ahmed Sadis program is not the efforts of one person. Yes, it's true. I initiated the program. I came with the name. No, I, but but it, I didn't build it by myself. No, I had community members. It's, it's your vision. Yes, it, it was. And I basically said that it's not Islamic. They used to call Islamic people. And I said, there is no such thing as Islamic people. <laughs> it's Muslim people. It's Islam as a religion. But it also showed that there wasn't. And actually, Corrigan at the time told me when we met, he said, well, we sat 200 universities president and not a single person has read the Quran after 9-11-2001 and I said well you know I'm, I, we're not going to be doing scripture here because if you want to do Islamic scripture you really need to hire a lot of people who know about it who know about fiqh and ishtihad and so on I do Muslim communities, Arab communities, I would like, and I don't want to also do Arab American only, and I don't want to do Middle East area studies. This is something that's transnational, it's that different. brings everything together, right. that really gets students engaged in oral history, learning about their ancestors living, learning about excitement. Which and so, doesn't exist yeah, at any other university. It doesn't exist, and we started doing it. We had a workshop. Remember, remember, in May 2007, we had a workshop called Mapping Arab Diasporas, and yesterday I was speaking at UC Merced, and I met a Yemeni graduate student who was telling me that she worked on the farm labor organizing committee of the Yemenis who were working with Cesar Chavez and mentioned Nagi Daifallah, one of the people who was martyred. He was killed by the, the those who martyr. were attacking. Yes. The first martyr. And I was I told her that we one of the things that we had at that mapping Arab diasporas was one of the people, Sheikh Abdullah, who came, he came with Munad al Hirzallah at the time, who was a trade union activist, Palestinian Arab American. And he came and they gave us a testimony. That's only one of the few places that we have it on video. We have the oral. I remember history. that. So it was extremely yeah. exciting times. We started working on it, but what happened, and this relates to the lawsuit. Mm -hmm. uh, first, there was a whole issue around the mural, but then finally we were able to get the mural. Maybe this is another time we That's can talk with show. people. Okay. But then in 2009, there was an attack on Gaza, mm -hmm. the Israeli war on Gaza, 2008-2009. And at the time, we actually started the California Scholars for Academic Freedom, just if you remember. remember. And then, and then uh, the student, then we started having Islamophobic, more Islamophobic attacks on campus. On that February, the college Republicans and the Israel team said, put out uh, a flyer on it, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah shahadatain, and said, throw shoes at Hamas flag and win prizes. And it was very offensive to Muslim students. It was offensive to Arab students, to Palestinians, and all students for yeah, this. Everybody who, was, everybody. everybody who cares about justice. Yeah. And we tried to push the universe to do something about it. 
it was too little, too, too, too late, and we are going to be speaking about some of it actually next week during the Constitution Day conference at San Francisco State if people are interested in, in, in coming and hearing but about it. But actually the university but, uh, and let university you did not do anything, let us down, did not actually come up with a statement and so on. But at the same time also, the students brought Omar Barghouti, mm -hmm. one of the co-founders of the uh, Arab uh, uh, Academic and Cultural Boycott of Israel, and brought him to speak during the Palestinian mural. And uh, the Zionist movement, I remember the there Zionist movement. There were 500 people that they were, came It was that full, Jack Adams Hall and Jess, you were moderating, and we were responding. And uh, I remember that there was all this protest from the Jewish Community Relations Council, the Khan, led the delegation, and basically threatened the university. And what happened afterwards, we were doing searches to hire faculty for the... Uh, for Ahmed program. We were ready to hire faculty to permanent faculty, tenure travel. So we had a job search for Muslim businesses, one job for Arab diasporas. And we were going to bring people to campus. We were ready to do that. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, Corrigan canceled the searches. He canceled other searches, claiming that it is economic crisis. But then other searches were restored. And we, since then, since then, we haven't, in 2010, when he retired, he deleted the lines from the budget. So since 2010 until the even present, I'm a one-person program. I should say, even though the economy has changed in yes. California and they have been funding all kinds right. of yes. positions, yes. except for your program, right. you've been yes. basically cut out from... We, cut, we don't have the faculty. Mm -hmm. We don't have the faculty. So I'm one faculty member. In the whole program, the we don't have program. budget. Yeah, with the entire program, we don't have a budget. We the, the the initial grant that the university gave us dried out in 2010, and there is we don't even we don't even get money for administrative assistance. We don't get money for anything. The only thing that is that I retain now from my memorandum of understanding is travel to conferences, which was what San Francisco State matched with Michigan. They didn't match other things. Mm -hmm. But okay. anyway, so, again, so we don't have that. Now we, the program we'll, is starved. We'll come back to yeah. this. I want to talk about the lawsuit. Right. So, yeah. And, and so you found out about this lawsuit. You found out about it through a tweet mm -hmm. uh, from Campus Watch, right. an organization known for targeting professors and mm -hmm. students mm -hmm. who support uh, Palestinian rights. Mm -hmm. And uh, just a little bit uh, to let our uh, listeners know about Campus Watch. It was founded by Daniel Pipes, who is listed as an anti-Muslim extremist by the Southern Poverty Law Center. The Lawfare Project and Campus Watch are part of the bevy of anti-Muslim and anti-Palestinian organizations that habitually engage in McCarthyite smear campaigns against students and professors who speak out for Palestinian uh, freedom. And maybe we, you should talk a little bit what set the stage for them yes. and the visit of the uh, mayor of occupied Jerusalem uh, near Barakat. Yes. yes. Can I yes. just Go add ahead. something? Yes. Yes. Sure. yes, please. Just really quick for context. We, the listeners of, of Professor Abdul Hadi have to understand that all of this was in writing. This was yes. part of your memorandum of yes. understanding. Yes. It's my contract. It was your contract. You came... You were actively recruited. You came. There was lots of excitement in the air at that time. I remember it very, very clearly. There was the first time at State in many, many years where the excitement of the university and the community was coming together. Yes, yes. It, it was a fantastic time. But we know what happens when, because this is where the story is going to happen. Right. Yes. When there is an engaged, empowered uh, Palestinian academic and community 
that is strong right. wherever it yes, is. Yes, exactly. It's going. It it was. It's going to be confronted. That's yes. really the story here. Yes, yes. And what happened is that we started building the program. We we got to actually we have 22 courses. Our courses are all g general education, which right. means they fill out. There is no space. We build the program. We delivered. We delivered. Your end of the bargain. We delivered. We de we have a program. We actually have the Edward Said Scholarship, which was started by an alum of San Francisco State. One right. of the students who was there now did good and came back and and started the scholarship. We awarded it to very wonderful students last year, and we started also the agreement with Al Najah National University, right. which the current President Wang, President Les Les Wang. He is the one who encouraged it and was very excited about it, and he wanted to start it. And I, I have relations with Palestinian universities for a very long time. But we went, and I worked for seven months to, to come up with a proposal. I worked with students who were working with me, and we did it. We delivered on every single aspect. The university has not delivered. And one of the reasons it hasn't delivered, because there is, because the Zionist movement, the pro-Israel movement today, that is included with the lawfare, project which is called lawfare using law in order to attack people and its executive director Brooke Goldstein actually said on video that we are going to use we are going to make the enemy pay and we're going to use law and the enemy order. and the enemy, the, are, the enemy are advocates for justice in Palestine yeah. these are the enemy mm -hmm. and uh, so what they have what they have done this is the most recent incarnation of the attack the attacks have been going on and have been taking place from the Amcha initiative which is two people one at Santa Cruz and what UCLA who started attacking us in 2013 then it continued with Horowitz David Horowitz with his posters that he spread posters of hate Islamophobic racist posters bullying, intimidation, and incitement to violence on campus. The campus didn't do anything about it. And they were actually posted without permission from the campus. You and have to have permission. Right, they they did didn't do anything about, about it. it. Right. And they said that that informed how the campus also related to white supremacist posters That's right. that appeared in December and January. And uh, uh, Horowitz had other set of posters in May. We were attacked in, in September. This past academic year has been attack after attack by Campus Watch, Canary by Daniel Potts, before even Canary. Canary was the year before. In September, they did this whole petition calling on President Wong to cancel the agreement with Najah National University. They did this petition. And David Horowitz put out in, uh, I think, 2013, 2014, a call to get me fired mm -hmm. from the university at the time that Amcha was attacking me and uh, stand with us. And it's very interesting and when I'm thinking about Stand With Us because it is funded by the Coret Foundation and one of the things that are in the lawsuit that uh, the, uh, the uh, that it is accusing the University of Anti-Semitism which is totally bogus and inaccurate and, and, and full of lies really, the yes. lawsuit uh, they say that the, the Coret Foundation was going to give 1.5 million dollars to San Francisco State University and then it got upset by the way San Francisco State University was treating uh, Jewish students Hillel, but it's very interesting I think it's really important to note that what happens is that there is a, a, the, the Zionist community a Hillel and the Jewish Community Relations Council claim to own Jewishness Mm -hmm. There is no, there is no legitimacy in their view. They think they speak for all Jews when they say they're pro-Israel, and we know that major. We know that this historically, from from historically, there has never been a Jewish consensus around the Zionist project or around Israel. There has always been contestations from the time that there was a necessity to address anti-Semitism and the pogroms in Russia and Eastern Europe. There has never been a, a consensus around setting up Israel, but they claim to represent. All 
all the Jews. They claim to, claim to speak in the name of all the Jews. They, they basically delegitimize all our allies who are in Jew, Jewish Voice for Peace, International Jewish Anti-Zionist Network, individual Jewish scholars, Jews of color. There is a majority of people we work with day in and day out. And this is part of, because we're working for justice. They're working, right. We're all working for justice. So yes, please go ahead. Uh, you're listening to Arab Talk on KPOO San Francisco 89.5 FM. You've been listening to Dr. Rabab Abdelhadi. Dr. Abdelhadi is director and senior scholar of the Arab and Muslim uh, ethnicities and diaspora studies program. Uh, she's also associate professor of ethnic studies and race and resistance studies in the historic College of Ethnic Studies at San Francisco State University. Yes. Um, so, Rabab, what, what is really shocking about what you're telling us, we have to keep in mind that you're at the academy. Yes. You're a professor at a university in which the whole program of the university is to speak, articulate, write, and to do research on the topics that you, as a, as a, as a professor, uh, want to. And you have that right. That's what the space is for. It's not only want to. I was recruited, and recruited as a Palestinian scholar from the who very works beginning. on Palestine, who has credibility in the Palestinian community. Right. I was not recruited to study music or to study uh, uh, cultural aspects no, of the Arab is. community. I was recruited specifically exactly. to work, study, teach, and research, and do service around Palestine. The university knew what they were getting when they hired you. They actually wanted me. They wanted they what wanted I had. This you. is what they were looking for. Full and stop. they ended up, actually what happened is that they even said that they have been hiring people in them and in quote unquote Middle East studies, but they really needed to have somebody who does Palestine, who speaks about Palestine, who teaches Palestine, who does scholarship about Palestine, who has credibility with the community because also the relations with the university and the community were really soured by that time. So this is, I, I, I'm actually doing my job and I'm asking the university to allow me to do my job and not to put obstacles in the face of my job and not to allow these people who come from out of the university who are right-wing Islamophobes, racist, white, uh, supremacists. white supremacists who are dealing, who are getting funded by Sheldon Adelson, multi-billionaire, who's one of the most right-wing people around, who are funded by the Koch brothers, who are funded by the Kuwait Foundation. These are the people who are trying to silence us because they do not like, they do not like the message, they do not like that we speak about justice, they do not like that we connect with other people who are working around justice issues, they do not like what we are doing, and they do not like the fact that the program is successful and is attracting students and that we are graduating brilliant students who are doing really well in the academy. They do not like that. Well, so they want to get rid of so, it. So, so, so they don't like it and that's why now they filed the lawsuit and the lawsuit alleges that San Francisco State University willfully engaged in anti-Semitism by fostering a campus climate that is hostile to Jewish students. I mean, this is well, right. a summary. Uh, let, let, me just, yes. let me just say something that they had an independent commission come in to That's actually right. look at that, Jamal. Well, yeah, yes. but, but, but let me just, let me just, because that, that, that really bothers me to hear that. Right. Well, that's yes. the lawsuit. That's the crux I of know, the lawsuit. But, but prior to the lawsuit, the, the university commissioned an independent study to look at this issue yes. and found no evidence really whatsoever for this hostile climate. There was just... Yes, and not only that. Uh, the, the, the students in, in 2000, in, uh, April, on April 6, 2016, uh, heard 
students, not only Palestinian, they always say Palestinian students only because as if the question of justice for Palestine is only owned by Palestinians. It's actually owned by whole humanity. That's the right. humanity supports Palestine. And the United States has historically been the odd man out. Now, more and more people in the United States are supporting justice for Palestine. And younger people, including younger Jewish people, are saying, we don't want Israel to speak in our name. We are not, we're not going to subscribe to this violence and colonialism and racism against Palestinians. They are speaking their minds, they're speaking their conscience. Now, these pro-Israeli groups, these right-wing and pro-Israeli groups like the Lawfare, Amcha, Campus Watch, David Horowitz, Stand With Us, and so on. And by the way, they're not, they're are, they have many titles, but they're all sit on each other's boards. And there was a report uh, published in 2015. The they're all funded by the same people. Very right-wing agenda, very racist, anti-women, anti-gay, anti-labor, anti-climate, uh, uh, environmental justice, and so on. I mean, really, really bad people. And so they are, they are are trying to silence everything that we are talking about. So they are going everywhere doing the same thing. And they say, we speak, we own Jewishness. We speak for the Jewish community. And we say, no, this is not true. And I'm saying, when, we, when I say we, I'm not just talking about Palestinian scholars and Palestinian activists and Palestinian advocates. I'm speaking about the majority of the people today who, are, who, are, who have a quest for justice. Everywhere, in Charlottesville, against white supremacists, against racism, everywhere. So what happened is that the, in, in, in when uh, when uh, Hillel, Hillel uh, student, SF Hillel, brought the racist mayor of occupied Jerusalem near Barakat to speak, who is actually even almost like Netanyahu as being a right wing, or almost or to the right of Netanyahu, that, if you can, right. yeah. And so he is engaged in, uh, in expelling Palestinians from Jerusalem, destroying their homes, house demolition, taking away Palestinian uh, IDs and so on. I mean, the guy is really outright racist. He, they walks, brought he, him walks, he walks around with a machine gun, gun encourages and calls the to killing of Arabs. Yeah, he actually the calls to the to killing the of Arabs. So the, he came. So students at San Francisco State were so upset that they went and protested. After the protest, he cont he continued spoke in a corner and so on. Didn't have the platform that he was hoping he would he would get and so on. And uh, the Palestinian students were disciplined. They were in, they were they were disciplined. I was I was actually sitting on those uh, on those hearings when they were happening. And afterwards, uh, Hillel claimed that uh, San Francisco State is fostering a climate a campus climate anti-Jewish campus climate anti-Semitic campus. San Francisco State hired an independent investigator. The independent investigator came and investigated and came out with conclusions at the end of August 2016 that. Yes, the students protested Barakat and they protested Israel, but there was nobody, nobody's security was challenged throughout right. the whole protest and there was nothing anti-Semitic about it. It's very interesting because at the same time, there were two other reports that came out, one at the University of California, Irvine, and one at CUNY, City University of New York. Right. The three reports came out as saying, student struggle for justice in Palestine on campuses has nothing to do with anti-Semitism. Actually, many of the student activists are Jewish and they fight against anti-Semitism the same way they fight against racism, against Islamophobia, against anti-Arab discrimination, against sexism, homophobia, against all sorts of bad things. We all want justice. And so this was, this was what happened. So it wasn't really fostering a climate. Then that when, when the Horowitz posters happened against us, against me and against students and so on, at first a very dangerous campus climate, campus didn't do anything about that but in October. I yes. want to tell our listeners, these, can't, these posters, Rabab, 
were incitement to violence. That's right. Let's be very clear yes. about this. Yes. These just weren't posters. No. These were posters with pictures, with names that had a clear message yes. to incite violence and bodily harm yes. against you and against students on campus. And they put their names up and, and they put them at the Canary Mission. I was added to the Canary Mission as well. And the Canary Mission is basically a group that uh, extorts and uh, and uh, say, uh, and be targets and says that in the academy, people who make this list are supposed to be not getting jobs, not getting fellowships, exactly. not, not getting into graduate school. and. Over 1,000 scholars signed a statement saying that we're not going to accept the extortion of the Canary Mission. This, is, this has already been all out there. So what happened when the Horowitz poster, see, we know that Horowitz is one of the leading Islamophobes, one of the leading anti-blackness, one of the leading advocates against sanctuary and white supremacy. He is a big ally of Milos and uh, Richard Spencer. And all, they're all part of the, the same Bart thing, movement. right? Yeah. And so what happened is that it is, we know that this is his agenda. Our question on campus, my, my question, mine and my, the students' question and people who are advocating for justice in Palestine and justice in general, what is the university going to do to protect us? How, if you are tolerating uh, something like, why did the posters stay up? Why did the posters put on the gate of the entrance of the administration building, the parking garage, and they stayed there for hours and, and they weren't taken down and the university did not bother with them. And then we found out actually that the university knew about them and they left them up. They were on the Malcolm X Plaza. And I, they should, were on, I, yes. should, I should add, initially they said that's also part of the First Amendment. Yes. Yeah, no, no. Uh, they they said it, it later. They later, later said it's a protected speech. Protected speech. Yes. But your speech is not protected. Yes, exactly. So, so to and so just, put, and, just, and, put just, just hateful white hateful. supremacy speeches. Yes. And 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 as a result of the posters, you received death thre threats. Yes. And I received yes emails and death threats. And and students also. I know at least one student who I spoke to. She was threatened. Uh, young women students, female to be, students, to, by rape by, and, by other, rape and, and violence. sexual violence. Exactly, yes. And yes. the university did, did nothing. No, they That's didn't do anything. This is, yeah, this, is the, this, is, this is a big part so, of the problem because our academic institutions, especially public institutions, are entrusted with public good. We are supposed to be treated exactly like everybody else. We are supposed to be protected when we speak our mind. We are supposed to be protected when we, we ask when for critical thinking. We are, I'm supposed to be able to walk on campus not feeling afraid and now I don't walk on campus without somebody accompanying me all Absolutely. the time because I'm always looking over my shoulder so they're not providing they're not providing colleagues. you no. security they offer this is what they were they said to me oh the police can come and escort you and I said well I asked the chief of police when he called me after the Horowitz posters I said I have two questions for you uh, chief Wu. one is uh, tell me why were why were the posters put up when they weren't even didn't have stamp? They were put 26 posters everywhere, including on the main thoroughfare between 19th and and, and Holloway, in front of the library, desecrating Malcolm X Plaza. I mean, they were they were strategically placed. Why were they allowed to be put up, and why did they stay up? I said, when you have the answer, you can come and tell me. At this point, I don't trust the police to protect me the same way I don't trust in Palestine well, Israeli soldiers to protect me from other Israeli soldiers. Okay, so then here is. The the question mm. and this might be a difficult one to answer one do you think that if these threats were targeting another professor in another department and maybe maybe the threat started by Muslim uh, or Arab students uh, that San Francisco State University would have reacted the same way they have been reacting 
towards you. Okay. And then two, mm. are they just deciding, are they succumbing or are they yes. afraid of uh, from Campus Watch and AMCHA and all these and throwing you under the bus? Yes. I think the first question is hypothetical because we have not heard anywhere on any U.S. campuses anybody from Arab, Muslim or uh, communities of color threatening anybody who's in a privileged position. We don't do that. No. I mean, we just simply do not do that. We all know. Everybody, and this is part of the, the, the goal of the lawsuit, is to tarnish our reputation and That's smear right. us. It's really, they create a lot of noise because the lawsuit there is, it's all bogus. It's all bogus and my lawyers and the lawyers of the university filed lawsuit to dismiss and to strike on August 21st. And then they, the lawfare went and revised and amended the lawsuit and it's still full of more. You know, they had 24 references saying on information and belief. What's information and belief? Meaning they're guessing. <laughs> Then, then they said they're going to amend it. So they went and amended it. Now they have 39 references, over, over, over 36 references saying on information and belief. What's information and belief? Uh, because I think this is what I imagine. Then it must I be the truth. It. It's fake news. It's fake news in the real sense. It's not in the sense of what Trump is trying to say. Mm -hmm. So it is, it is actually hasn't happened. We teach our younger people, we mentor our younger people that we are justice for Palestine is part of justice for all. This is what we are doing. This is our principle. And so what they are trying to do is that so nobody has attacked, nobody has attacked others. But we do know that there are a lot of professors on many dif different universities who are on watch list. The whole question of McCarthyism and the witch hunt That's and right. targeting people who are challenging not only challenging the whole question of, of colonialism, of racism, of Islamophobia, of uh, anti-Semitism, really seriously yeah, challenging serious. all of these issues. They are all being targeted. We know that, that uh, Kianga Taylor, for instance, received 50 death threats That's after right. she was going to speak somewhere. She had to cancel. Nancy McLean at Duke, uh, Williams. The, everybody is being targeted left and right because they are actually speaking truth to power. So, so that is not allowed. Yes. So, Rabab. Yes. There is a parallel process going on here, I believe. Yes. That what is happening to you and Palestine activism here mirrors yes. and parallels, it seems, exactly what's happening in the occupation of Palestine yes. right now. Yes. I wondered if you could speak to the similarities, the parallels, yes. the mirroring, yes. if you will, of the occupation and oppression yes. of Palestine yes. now and what's happening to you and Palestine solidarity work here in the yes. States. I think a couple of things I would want to say about that. One is that uh, what what uh, what the lawfare and others are doing, especially on campuses, because we're here speaking about campuses, is they are trying to stop the tide for us speaking up against Israel and criticizing Israeli policies that violate Palestinian academic freedoms, violate all sorts of Palestinian rights. I mean, basic human rights, they are violated. What's go they, are, they are trying to stop us from speaking the truth about what's going on. And we do have a strong coalition. What they are trying to do is derail us. So last year, for instance, I started working on, I think before, in 2016, 2015, 2016, we started preparing for 2017, 2018, which is, there is multiple anniversaries. That's right. In the history of Palestine, including the 100th anniversary of the Balfour Declaration. That's right. Which is the declaration given by the British colonial uh, forces, in authorities in Palestine, to the Zionist movement to build 
Israel. Right. And this is now we're, we're coming to on November 2nd. We will be marking the 100th anniversary. So I've been part of this movement. I'm actually the U.S. Co coordinator for this with other Palestinians in other parts of the world. We are witnessing next week is going to be the 35th anniversary of the Israeli invasion of Lebanon and the Sabra and Shatila massacre in which the United States Israel were complicit with the right-wing Lebanese forces that went and massacred Palestinians. Right. We are coming to the anniversary, 70th anniversary of the UN partition of Palestine That's right. in uh, 1947. We are going to come to the anniversary, eight, uh, 70th anniversary of the Nakba, the dispersion and displacement disposition of Palestinians on May 15, 2018. So we have been planning to talk about this and we also marked on, in June the 50th anniversary of the occupation of the West Bank Gaza, East Jerusalem, Sinai, and the Golan Heights. So we're speaking about all of this stuff. We're talking about it. We are actually encouraging students to be critical about these issues and, and discuss them and so on. Because if you don't teach students about questions of justice, what are you going to be teaching about? Build nuclear bombs and kill other people? That's, 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 not, the, that's not the mission of San Francisco State. At least I know the mission is social justice. It's supposed to be social justice. So this is what we've been doing. So they want to derail us. They want to derail us about speaking the truth about what's happening in Palestine including, for instance, the Israeli minister, it's supposed to be justice, but I would say injustice, who said that, forget about universal human rights, forget about human rights at all. Uh, Zionism is what rules. This is what it is. Netanyahu every single day is authorizing more settlements, illegal colonies on Palestinian lands. Palestinians are being displaced even from their own homes in the Nakob mm -hmm. uh, region, in, inside Israel, who are Israeli That's citizens, right. and in the Galilee, and in, in, in many, right. and, and, and the Triangle, in, who are Israeli citizens, they are being displaced. In Jerusalem near Barakat and the Israeli authorities are trying to empty Jerusalem, reduce the number of Palestinians from 38% to 8%. And now they have actually reduced it to 37% with their policies and so on. More checkpoints, more deprivation, more starvation. There's Gaza a new Israeli like party now uh, just uh, recently uh, was announced a member of the Israeli Knesset and now he has a new plan to ethnically cleanse uh, not only 1948 uh, but, uh, but also 1967 by uh, saying that to start to establish a fund and paying people to leave yes. to, to Arab countries. And you know this has been offered this has been proposed during when after 1948 and Palestinians has not taken compensation. Absolutely. Palestinians say we want to go back. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to have the decision. So you cannot decide for us. You cannot decide for refugees. So these issues have been at the forefront. And we've had more academic associations passing BDS resolution, boycott, divestment, and sanctions against Israel. We've had labor unions passing resolutions. We've, the movement has been moving. National Women's Studies Association passed a resolution. This has been, we've been actually, people have been listening to questions of justice for, about justice in Palestine. So, Rabab. Do you think the academy is, this is an attempt to commit occupation of the academy? Uh, I, I mean... I don't know if it's uh, it is it's definitely colonization of the academy for okay. sure, and I think it is it's it's an attempt to chill the voices. It is exactly similar to what happened in the 50s yeah. when people were were told that if you speak up if you have any identification or uh, with communism we are going to come after you and we're going to make you pay and this is exactly what Brooke Goldstein in the mm -hmm. lawfare project said we are going to make the enemy pay how do you make enemy pay what do you do you stop the program this happened with the Ahmed program. You try to prevent us from uh, getting courses. You try to take over our courses and propose courses that are 
sort of not exactly what we're trying to do, appropriate the program. You try to stop, you try to attack uh, international agreements at a universe that wants to be global, and we get attacked and so on. And then rather than saying, we're going, we're going to stand with the Professor Abdel Hadi, we're going to start with Al-Najah National University, we're going to maintain this, they say, oh, we stand by all our agreements. It's very similar to when you say black lives matter, and the racists say all lives matter. I mean. We're not talking about our lives now. We're talking about this particular agreement. Why can't you speak up and say we are for this agreement? Why can't you condemn these things that are going on? So what they are trying to do is basically they are trying to silence us because the academy is the place of knowledge production. Mm -hmm. This is what we're doing. We're producing knowledge. We're questioning. We are questioning what we learn. We are getting students to be critical thinkers. Then they decide what they want to do. If they would like to grow up to be right wing, they can grow up to be right wing. You cannot do anything about it. You can only point out what are the critical issues at, at, uh, at stake and people decide their minds and I assign all sorts of things and some students are not very happy with the fact that I assign right wing and Zionist but students need to read and need to read That's and right. Christian and, and think and actually become better accountable to their communities when they graduate so they want to silence us this is what they are trying to do so by starving the Ahmed program financially, institutionally, by not giving protection to us, by intimidating us on our own campuses so we don't actually feel safe by walking from one place to another. Frivolous by trying, frivolous, but trying to accuse us of anti-Semitism, which is not true. I mean, this is completely untrue. But what they do in the lawsuit, which is very interesting, is that they, they start by talking about Jewish students. Then they say Jewish community. Then they say Israel as a Jewish state. Then they say Zionism and they say Israel. So they start making these all these uh, simplistic equations that mm -hmm. they all are equal to each other. Thankfully, that many uh, uh, Jews of conscience, like other people of conscience, have spoken out against us and said, right. this is not okay. We are not agreeing to it. And these people are also uh, getting the wrath, but not the wrath of, of, of uh, these Zionist groups. And it looks like, it's very interesting because they, they filed the lawsuit right in June when uh, all the campuses are on recess, the faculty and the students are on recess. So it was really difficult for me to ask for support from my colleagues because I know this is the time when they are going to rest, mm -hmm. when they tend to their families, when they go on or vacation, when they research. It is a sabbatical. It's a summer period when people, and but but. People came through. Colleagues came through. Uh, members of the Jewish community came through. The strikers from 1968 came through. Uh, younger uh, feminists came through. Uh, our community came through. People came through and said, we're not going to stand by it. So it is, it's, I mean, it's very difficult. It's really affecting your life. Yes, go ahead, Jamal. This is Arab Talk on KPOO San Francisco, 89.5 FM. We're also, we also welcome our viewers on Facebook Live. Uh, we have about uh, 10 minutes uh, left and uh, not, even 10 minutes. not even 10 minutes. We have about eight minutes. We know. would like to talk a little bit about action items yes. and what can people, people can do. do That's really our the community. Point. What yes. can people do in the and academy and in the community? Yes. And basically also what can the California taxpayer also can do because San Francisco State University is a public university. It is funded by your own money. Yes. I think uh, two, two things in general. One is accountability. Two things is support. So first, you protect the people who are under attack, Absolutely. the most vulnerable among us, and you say we're not going to allow that attack to happen to them. 
my uh, colleagues in the in my union, California Faculty Association, keep saying an injury to one is an injury to all. Yes. And and yes. this is this and as the same way we say justice for Palestine is part of justice for all. And so uh, that is one of the things is to protect us, to shield us from these attacks and so on and say no. We're not going to accept that. We're not going to allow this to happen. The second aspect of it is to give positive support. So one is to basically defend our right to speak up our minds, defend our right to, to work on our campuses and study and in a safe environment and not to be constantly afraid, not to be constantly subject to hostile environment, not to have always constantly, my name is always slaughtered. I mean, I would really be nice if I'm, uh, if people say Abdul Hadi, or they don't call me Mr. Or, I mean, it's always, there's all these assumptions, and they all come from Orientalist robes, they come from colonialist robes. There is all this stuff, we can tell stories after stories after stories, but it's also important to hold uh, the university accountable, because right. the university is interested by providing a safe environment for the students and by invite, um, by providing a safe working environment for the faculty. And I, we don't have either. I don't have that and the students don't they have don't. that. So we need the taxpayers to make the university accountable, not by the people who are loud and they have multiple resources at their, at their, at their disposal, like the Lawfare Project, because they have a lot of money, they have a lot of resources and so on, and they can speak loud and so on, not to get intimidated, to fight against that. We we also need people to uh, contribute to the legal fund. We need people to contribute on Lodge Good. There is a legal fund that they can. People can sign statements. People can come and speak to the university. People need to hold the university accountable and say, hey, where are you going? This is not okay. We want San Francisco State. We want to reclaim the social justice mission of San Francisco State University. San Francisco should not be holden to donors who come and dictate, I'm going to give my money and this is what it's going to cost you. That is not, that is not okay. That's not what public institutions are all about. At, but it starts at the top. That's Rob. right. Unfortunately, yes. Yes. we have a leadership at San Francisco State that has really failed you. Yes. At every single level. Yes, yes. And, and I, I think I, yeah. that's where the accountability has to begin, whether it's the president of the system itself or uh, the leadership at San yes, Francisco the cabinet, State. the cabinet, the, cab the, the people so who are in charge, people who are in charge, yes, all yes. Of the people in charge. And yeah, and I think how, how do they do it? How do they do it? One is that, and we have been speaking that if you want to, first we want to end Islamophobia, anti-Arab and anti-Palestinian institutional, structural racism on campus. To end that, the only way structural remedies require, structural problems require structural remedies. That means building the Ahmed program. If the university is serious about this, that's mm -hmm. what they would do. They would, no lip service, no more saying, sending us, you know, we're, we're, you're drowning, oh, we really love you, but nobody throws us um, a, a piece of wood to hold onto when we are drowning. We, you know, the love, where are we going to catch the love? We want to see the love translated in material things. And, and, and it's, program and needs, it, to be, needs to be built. And, and it's and, a very humble uh, uh, ask because people don't know that you are a one-woman show. But it's not even and, an ask. This and they promised promise. to have three yeah. positions I for your program. I just want them program. to fulfill my, the program that they made, the promise they made to me and they made to the community. It wasn't just made That's to right. me. It was made to the community. Not, not fulfilling that promise, it means we do not care. We do not, we do not care about Islamophobia. We do not care about anti-Arab discrimination. We are going to be 
We are only going to abide by whatever the donors tell us. And the donors are protecting the interests of Israel. The donors do not care about fighting real anti-Semitism. The donors do not, do not care about fighting racism. The donors only care about imposing their will on the university. The university needs to stand up. The, the other thing that the university needs to do, the university is a place of production of knowledge. Why is it that we're the only ones who are producing knowledge about Islamophobia, anti-Arab discrimination, and issues concerning Palestine? The university needs to be doing that. It's, it's the job of the university to be engaged in these uh, issues. That's the voice of Professor Rabab Abdelhadi, a senior scholar at the Ahmed program at San Francisco State, uh, internationally renowned uh, Palestinian feminist scholar, um, truly one of the you know most important academic figures in the field who has been under attack I would say nonstop since you yes. got here, Rabat. Yes, ten years. It's, it's really tragic. We will keep following this story. And we will keep fighting and we will be able to win and defeat this frivolous lawsuit and build the programs that we Absolutely. want to win. And we need the support of everybody. And we, will, we, we appreciate your heroic struggle. Thank you. And we want to thank you for joining us today. People listening to Arab Talk can find a copy of this on iTunes and on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. You we'll can also go to the uh, my Facebook page, Jamal Dajani, facebook.com uh, slash Jamal Dajani 2. It will be uh, put in the archives. That it will be, yeah, it's now actually we're broadcasting live. I also like to, listen, uh, to thank our listeners and viewers uh, on Facebook. Uh, and we're coming to another, another end, close. another close to the show. Send us your comments to ArabTalk at KPOO.com. We'll see you next week.